welcome to the first episode of Remotely Renee. I'm excited to say the least. First of all, it's my birthday, okay? So that's exciting. But secondly, to start a show on my birthday, that makes it feel very festive. And we have the two live crew with me today and every day. So you guys should get used to my crew. Starting off with my sister. This is my oldest sister. Her name is Nicole Young. What up, Cole? She's the one that she don't play no games. Mother of four, opinionated, living in corporate America. That's my dog. Secondly, we got my manager. I call him VP. People know him as Paul Garino. He's been anywhere and everywhere since 2011. Founder of PG Sports. Y'all know the brand. And last but not least, we got my snookabooka, a.k.a. my mom, Berlia Montgomery. She's going to give us some wisdom. She's going to class up the pot a little bit, okay? Because, you know, that's what she does. I'm excited on this podcast. So let me just tell you a little bit about this podcast. It's not going to be like normal podcasts. It's really a show, I think, because that's how I want it to be. So it's really a show, but we're just calling it a podcast because that's where you'll find podcasts and that's where you'll find things. But remotely is going to be fun because I like to have fun. And we're going to start that off with, you guys, tell me how was your... How was your week, Cole? Like, let's start with you on a 10 scale. How do you feel about your week? What, what's going on? Uh, my week is actually right now at a seven, almost an eight. As soon as okay. I get this food done, as soon as I get this, these, this food prepared, it'll be at a 10. <laughs> the food, Definitely so thanks. Tomorrow it'll be a 10. Yeah, okay, okay. So the food done. What, what about you? What about you, Paul? Uh, I'd say like a six or a seven. Oh, geez, Paul, what? The, what's going on? What, why six? What's up? So average week. Oh, so your average. Okay, so Paul, you're, if you just had a normal week, we should expect it to be a six. I'm six. Okay, so a six yeah. isn't, because to me, a six is a failing grade and Whoa. it's not good. But with Paul, that's his normal week. Snookabooka, what you got? Okay, let me just add, Paul is fair to Midland, six, seven. That's fair to Midland. But anyway, I have an eight this week. <laughs> that's because most of my food is cooked. <laughs> okay, so Snookabook is ahead of the game, if you guys can't tell. Obviously, yes. we had to film this show before December 2nd. They're talking about food, and I'm hungry. So I don't want to talk about food. I want to get right into it. Remote scoreboard. So remote scoreboard is going to be where we talk about business and sports. There's a lot of business going on around sports. A lot of people would say that sports is really running the world. I don't, I mean, that's, a, some people would agree. Some people would disagree, but we like to talk about money around here. So Paul and I, were really fascinated with contracts. We're fascinated with how people blow contracts. We're fascinated with just all things involving business and sports. So Paul, what we got this week? What do we have? Um, what do you want to touch on first? The uh, Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson. Oh one? yes, Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson. It's 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 the holiday fight, you know. And and with fights and holidays come big money. Talk about it, Paul. What what's some of these numbers looking like? Yeah, so Triller, the app that's like rival to TikTok, paid fifty million for the media rights. <laughs> fifty and million. Well, actually. So I've seen two different things. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. are supposed to be guaranteed 10 mil, but then I just saw today Roy Jones Jr. might be only guaranteed 3 million and Mike Tyson 5, I mean, Mike Tyson 10 million. Again, wow. now we're saying only. We're saying only in front of well, 3 million. I get it though. When it was supposed to be 10, it is only three, but what? Okay. And not to mention, if you guys are a little bit confused, I was too. 
Triller is an app, a social media app, and they are hosting a fight, typically a fight that you would see on pay-per-view. But now I'm seeing that pay-per-view is doing a fight. What is going on? No, yeah. So they're selling their fight as their own pay-per-view. Actually, so it broke the the pre-sale streams, which I which there was no numbers on that article that I sent, but um, so I don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so on TMZ Sports, we cover it quite often. We cover boxing a lot. And with boxing, I've realized the hype is everything. So the hype is the show and how they promote it, how they talk about it before. One of the main concerns about just all these Tyson fights is are they going to be a joke or are these guys going to really fight? Like, that's kind of what everyone's waiting to see, so... I have a feeling about that because I'm like, I don't know if I want to take a beating from Mike Tyson for $3 million. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but he's guaranteed 10 and I'm guaranteed three and I might not come out of there. Like, I just, I don't know how I feel about the, the disparity <laughs> of money going on because it's kind of dangerous getting in the boxing room with him, period. So facts. And a lot of people have that same concern for Roy Jones Jr., especially after if you've seen any of Tyson's videos working out like you see right uh, here, he's not yeah. playing around like Tyson is in actual fighting. Let's get ready to rumble shape. And then you're putting money on there. And as we talked about Tyson, I, I think he's trying to do this as a career. I don't think he just wants to do this one Roy Jones Jr. fight and done. He wants to come back for more. So I don't know if Roy Jones Jr. is preparing a certain way, but Tyson is. What else we got on the scoreboard? Yeah. Um, Adidas is trying to sell Reebok and they hired JP Morgan to help them sell it. And they're trying to sell for $1 billion. One billion dollars. This confused me. I whenever Paul sent this to me, I'm like, wait, what is going on here? So somebody's trying to sell somebody, and they brought somebody else in to do the sale. That's a lot, but we're talking about a billion dollars. I wait, what company is trying to get a billion dollars for it? Adidas owns Reebok. Yeah. So Reebok, and and so what I think about Reebok is they just came out with the Cardi B shoe. I don't know if you guys saw, but Cardi B just came out with like a shoe with Reebok so I'm curious you know people do that it's like the last hurrah when it's like either this is well, going to hit and make us come back or we're out so it's looking like I don't know if that hit or not but it's looking like that is not looking good for Reebok well, it, well the other sell on it too is uh Allen Iverson's contract when he turns 50 I think it is they have to pay him like 30 mil so that has to go to the person that takes over Reebok oh so this is Why like is free that? agency all over again this is like, oh, there's a big tr contract coming up. Let's get rid of yeah, it. Before. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But they wow. also just lost their UFC deal, too. Who? Reebok, Reebok. had Reebok was with UFC? Yeah, they made all their uh, apparel. The fact that I didn't know that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did know that, but the fact that I didn't, it's not like, Cole, did you know that? So what's the appeal? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, if you're with a whole league and nobody knew it, yeah, I'd say some things aren't working right. Yeah, I don't know about that one. We'll wait and see. We all, I guess the, the verdicts will still be out until it comes out because I don't know who's going to fight for that. Wow. Okay, what's next? What's next on the scoreboard? Anything else? Uh, so we got two more. Uh, we'll go through 
NBA free agency. Oh, everyone's getting a bag. Goodness. I have a rant about that later. Bag. Remind me to rant about NBA free agency. But there's some good things going on in NBA free agency. A lot of people are making a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, the first two that pop in the top of my head, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, they both got 195 million. They got a max contract five years. The craziest thing about this is these guys are 22 years old and 24 years old receiving that amount of money. Ooh, we. Yeah. And what's great. And, and, and another thing. So there's a lot of people making a lot of money. Shouts to the Hawks. Let me go to the Hawks for free agency real quick. Shouts to the Hawks. A lot of people think we overpaid for, for a couple people, but let me tell you how restricted free agency works. You have to put an offer out there. And if you really want the player, you put an offer that's maybe above market price so that the team that they're already on doesn't want to pay that. That's how you get a good player. That's a restricted free agent because if the team doesn't match it, that player is yours. So Atlanta, they did something that's actually smart. A lot of people were like, because Woj, I saw what Woj tweeted out, and a lot of people were like, well, how is it smart of Atlanta if they overpaid? You just said they overpaid. You guys got to understand free agency. They overpaid so that no one would match their offer so that they could win. That's how you win a deal sometimes. Maybe you do overpay. Now we have him, and we have that access. So, yeah, I, I was excited. We got uh, Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn. We got a lot of pieces here. Yeah, y'all got a team now. Yeah, I think we did all right with free agency. What was some other big numbers in free agency, Paul? Oh, I was going to go to the next one, but uh, I know Bam Bam from uh, the Heat got a max deal also. Bam cashed out. And you know what's exciting about that? So Bam is one of those players that – they call him the like the dirty work. He's the heart and soul of the team. Usually those players, they get complimentary contracts, not the max ones. So I love that they said that he's the heart and soul of the team and they paid him for it. What's next? What's next? Our bonus one is the one that I found today or yesterday or last night, whatever it was. And all these players invested in some hot sauce and it like skyrocketed oh, apparently. Goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hot this sauce. hot sauce, Cole. I was a little, <laughs> I was confused when Paul told I was me that too. I looked at it. No, it was funny because I saw it on back to back tweets by people, by two different people. So that's why I was like, all right, I guess I got to click it. Okay. So tell me some of those numbers just so, because we're talking about hot sauce. I have to remind y'all that we're talking about hot sauce. Tell us some of these hot sauce numbers. All right. So they, oh, they sold it for 800 million. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. It was Dwayne Wade, Travis Kelsey, Dak Prescott, among a few athletes. This is from Forbes, by the way. From Forbes. So uh, this is like these players are making money and they're spending money and they're investing money and they are getting good returns on their money. I mean, Travis Kelsey, I don't know if anybody's paying attention to Travis Kelsey other than the fact that he's the best tight end in the game right now. I don't know if people are paying attention. He is making a lot of investments like and they're not bad investments. I like I hear these same type of stories. He was actually in the same group where they were trying to buy the Mets when J-Lo man. I feel bad for J-Lo J-Lo and her boo boo were trying to buy the Mets. They tried two separate times to buy the Mets and two times they couldn't do it. But the second time when they did go back to buy the Mets, 
Travis Kelsey, I think, was in the group of people that was like, hey, we want to buy. So I like where Travis Kelsey's head's at. His buddy, Patrick Mahomes, he's already bought ownership in the baseball team there. So, yeah, like they're they're doing some things. They're doing some things, but we're going to move along. What? Snook, do you, don't you know how to make some hot sauce? Can we <laughs> We need to get on this. I mean, I know we can put something together. These people put right. stuff together. It's like simple. It's hot sauce. It's how hot are they? Sauce. It's hot sauce. Like, and, and what's the name of the hot sauce? Because the fact that yeah. I don't even know this hot sauce and it's worth $800 million, I'm just... <laughs> I saw it before. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to attempt to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So a hot sauce that we can't even pronounce. Oh, I got it. It's worth $800 million. I'm moving on anyway, Paul. I don't really care. I just, I mean, I want to taste it now. We might, on yeah. Distant Dining, we you might have to try out definitely the definitely saw it before. Did you click on the picture? Because you. I feel like you saw it before. I didn't, know, I didn't know that one. I saw it before, but I never tried it. I know Texas Pete, Frank's uh yeah, tabasco funny. is that what it's yep, called there you go. that's what i yeah. know so harpo i don't know that man i don't know that hot sauce i don't know i never seen it but we're gonna move on to remotely random and you guys didn't even okay. know this was in the show remotely random is gonna be exactly what it sounds like i'm gonna talk about something random and today what i'm gonna talk about is i thought i was gonna make a huge announcement on the first podcast i had big plans i was so excited so now i can't make that announcement because they said uh, i can't do it just yet so i'm gonna hint at what announcement is coming probably the day after our launch because that's just how things work but i have a new gig coming up and it involves the hawks i don't know how much more i can say so that was a lot oh that was a lot <laughs> Okay, so let me, can I guess? Are we guessing? You cannot guess because if you get it right, we're not about to have to tease I don't know how to tease stuff. This was my tease. Why'd you say the Hawks? That was a hole. Oh, okay. So let's try this again. I have a gig coming up. Actually, there's a lot of things that I could do with the Hawks now that I think. Like I could actually, Paul, why are you <laughs> limiting my skill set of what I could do with the Hawks? Saying you could be the mascot. I'm saying I could be the mascot. I could rebound for them. I could be like one of the ball kids. I know I'm the same height. I'm the same height as some of the ball kids. You know what I'm saying? I could be. I could be the apprentice. I could follow somebody you around. Mom. Huh? You be their mom. I could be their mentor and be like, no, the I, don't, mom, the I mom. don't think hitting That's the a real thing. Tonight, yeah, I don't think hitting yeah. the club tonight is a good idea, fellas. Not off, not after that loss. <laughs> I could be that person. You know what I mean? I could be a lot. So I'm just leaving there because Paul's making me insecure about my hints. Maybe they're a little too strong. Don't know. Moving along to remotely social. And, you know, remotely social, I see a lot of things on the Internet every week. We all do. So. I'm, we all pick one thing that we saw in the week was that was like the winner of the week. And, you know, Snooks is probably going to always come from Facebook because that's the only place where she roams. Cole is all <laughs> over. Me and Paul are a little bit all over. Cole don't really fool with the gram. Long story short, it's going to be a lot of different stuff. It might be stories you've seen before. It might not. Let's start with who we starting with, Paul. Let's start with yours. Let me find the let me find Paul's. Which one is his? Sorry. Which one is yours, Paul? The TikTok one. Oh yeah, number seven. Okay, so as I pull up number seven, Paul, can you just 
Can you just tell us about number seven so we can all understand this number seven phenomenon? Because Cole, wait, before we start and we say this. Yeah, Cole, have you heard of number seven? No, I have not. So you're teaching me. I'm going to learn with everyone else. Hilarity. Hilarity. So, Paul. So, uh, so you know, TikTok is big. Um, and yeah. I don't really, I think that, I think that, oh, whoa, that was, that was weird. I thought my, you just tripped me out. I thought my screen <laughs> just went all crazy. Um, so this kid, uh, this girl was, maybe she's like the manager of the team or something, like just film them after their win or something. And they played like a Justin Bieber song, like a soft song, basically after a win, which is like weird. And then they just went all went crazy and went viral, and uh, yeah, just went like super viral. Like he literally got a million follow, like a million followers in like forty eight hours. A million oh followers. This kid, yeah. number seven, got a million followers. Pay for that. In forty eight hours, like that's like what are we talking about here? So I'm sure now you guys would like to see number seven. Here is number seven. Sure, up. Welcome to TikTok Daily. We've got everything you need to know on TikTok's latest star, Kaden Woodall and number seven TikTok. Kaden is a high school football player from Michigan and he and his teammates went viral in a video you've probably seen on your For You pages. video blew up, Kaden and number seven began trending. So who is Kaden Woodall? He describes himself as just a regular kid. There has been a lot of interest in his relationship status and in an interview, he revealed he is single. In addition to being a viral TikTok star, Kaden is nominated for Michigan's Player of the Year and he is committed to play football next year at Harvard. He's described his overnight fame as overwhelming, saying he's very grateful and feels like he doesn't deserve it. Due to overwhelming demand, Caden has launched his own page and posted his first video today. Okay, that is number seven. Are you serious? <laughs> Let me tell you, it doesn't stop there. Paul is like really into this whole phenomenon. He has now put, Paul, tell them what you did on social media to get a hold of number seven. <laughs> so, um, like, I was been commenting on first of all it's like ridiculous how much there's like you scroll through the pages and everyone's doing it so you can make like a, a five second video of playing their video then you make the video so i said you know if he comments on this then i'll do like a huge giveaway paul is going so, to do it now it has like the most views so I don't paul know. is so, going to do it and, it and and the crazy thing is he, just talking about number seven made his post do like numbers that his posts never do so i like that's just to put it in perspective of how viral this number seven is he's going to harvard though so it's not just he you know he has a head on his shoulders we do know that yeah. but i'm just flabbergasted i am very flabbergasted because i yeah numbers yeah yeah i just i just it and that video so showed eight hundred thousand. he has a one like 1.5 million right now Oh yeah, that video. So y'all saw eight hundred thousand on there. He has since upgraded. That is old oh, news. Really? It's unbelievable. I was start walking around with a camera and just whatever happened happened, because it seemed like it's no rhyme or reason to one thing going viral over the next. I'm so, just so like, Renee should make one, and she said she just has to say I'm I'm the twenty one. Yeah, so Paul is very, you see, like, see how he gets me real, like, you see how he pulls me into this thing? I'm an agreeant. Okay, so Cole, you're up next then. What's your story? What's going on with you? 
All right. So I saw this on, I think it was Instagram. I also saw it some other places, but this, um, this man decided that he took his dog for a walk. It was a puppy. The puppy got too close to the water. The alligator just snatched the puppy, pulled him back in the water. And he was like, not my puppy, not today. He probably paid a good penny for this puppy. He loved this puppy. He jumps into the water and he wrestled the puppy away from the alligator. Un- that is my and unbelievable, unbelievable. Why does y'all see cigar? Oh yeah, and he had a and it didn't even drop a cigar. Didn't even. Oh yeah, wet. that's a real like that gave me crocodile Dundee vibes like all the right. way. He was way too calm. Like you know, like I would have probably been screaming for help even if there was no one around. I would have been screaming, "Somebody help me!" I, like I don't. First of all. I, you know, I feel bad for the dog, but I don't know if I could have saved that. It couldn't be me. I'm going to just tell you I that right been, now. We're going we're gonna to have to say prayer because he's gone. Couldn't be me. Gone. I would have tried, but I'd have been like, ah, he's gone. He's gone. Saying. I don't know. Couldn't I don't know. If, 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 if out, he put the hand in the mouth and he <laughs> popped it open. The dog skedaddled. He, he, he was. He I don't know if the alligator or the water frightened me more. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell you right now, if the police didn't get there in time to save that dog, I don't know what, I I just like, I'm not built for that. I'm not trained for that. Like, I don't don't know. know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So that's, as you were saying, as we were talking, that's Cole's clip. I'm telling you what, couldn't be me. Snookabooka, what we got? What you got? What did you see on them Facebook streets? Well, I saw a clip that was rather nostalgic for me, and um, you were probably at the end of the skating rink era here uh, when my when the, when your sisters were growing up. Every weekend we had to be at the skating rink. There was skating birthday parties. There were skating after school parties, and and people love to skate. And uh, that's one of the things that I think now when we think about the youth have nothing to do. I mean, you know, skating was a good exercise, and yeah. you know. A lot of fun, a lot of interaction and safe, a safe way to get together. And so the clip that I sent you was one where some guys were skating like I could never skate. And I'm sure my kids never could skate like that either. But roll bounce. And if that gave me so as y'all see this clip, it gives me roll bounce vibes. I don't know if you saw, but we got Cascade here in Atlanta. So that snook, you're saying it's nostalgic. And I know, you know, these COVID times, it might be a little bit empty, but Cascade is kind of popping here in Atlanta still on certain nights. I know there was even a show about it or something. So <laughs> it's not it's not as, you know, in West Virginia, that's dead. But I think Atlanta trying to keep it alive. Shouts to T.I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even up here. They, they do have um, skate. The skate rink is pretty popular. Um, so it, it is and it isn't because, like you said, now it's kind of nostalgic because of the, the pandemic. Right. So it is kind of sad that it's not as popular popping and they can't have people, but I think they still out there skating. I, like you said, I could never skate like that. I tried, but the floor told me I was not that good. Listen, the floor told her, I, I don't like falling, you know, and, and Snookabooka, did this <laughs> one time I went ice skating the very first time I went ice skating. What happened? I think you got cut by one of the skates, didn't you? Busted wide open. I'm telling you what. (laughs) My very first experience ice skating, I got sliced and diced, you know, so I'm not, you know, I'm just going to stay away from all of that. But roll bounce. Moving on to rap. 
rap stands for remotely ask Paul anything. That's a, you know, like that's what we're going to do because my manager, Paul, he says he can talk about anything. He watches a lot of podcasts. You know, he's very informed. He reads a lot of articles. I guess he's an intellectual. You could call him that. And so he thinks he can talk about anything. So me and Cole, we want to see. We want to see what it's all about. So Cole, do you want to, let me just read this headline and then you can dive <laughs> into this because I, I'm very confused even by the headline. Grow your own human steaks meal kit is not technically cannibalism, makers say. What? Yes, yeah, so Paul, let's wrap. <laughs> read this article. It's a piece of article. And basically this London-based, I guess, meat company they want to jump onto this meat, this this new meat phenomenon. You, you know, you got meatless meat. Like, uh, what is it called? What's what's that meat called? It's not really meat. Yeah, it's not really meat, but it tastes not like meat. Burger. No, it's called no meat or something like that. What is it called? Beyond, Beyond, Beyond incredible meat. burger. Okay, so I guess they they want to jump onto the Beyond Meat, and they're trying to go a totally different way. So they had these human meal kits, and they're saying that it's technically not cannibalism if you're eating your what? own. I'm confused. The meat is human meat. Like if it I order a thigh, if I order a thigh, that's a human thigh leg. No, what is actually happening is you're growing your own. It's you grow your own meat. It's a kit where you use your own skin cells and whatever. Wait a minute. Oh, Paul, tell me about this because I'm confused, Paul. Let's rap about this. What's up, Paul? Tell me what is going on. Where are you finding these articles? <laughs> like, I, uh, when I think about this, I'm thinking about stuff that you guys know that you think I want to know. But <laughs> these are just random things that, uh, so basically, lot, tell me. You can I mean, okay, well, let's see if you talk about it. So you, you should you be don't talking know. about cannibalism. You should be talking about beyond me. So I want to be, I want to be, talk about anything. Well, but do you think it's technically cannibalism if we are growing our own meat and eating it? They say it's not. That's wild. So you're eating a part of your own body. Yes, you're using whatever cells or whatever they tell you to put into these kits. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to eat myself, I would start eating way better too. Like, you know, people would stop like eating all people's diets would be a lot better if they had to eat themselves because they don't want, you know, when we go to the stores, we check out the meat and you like examine it and you look it up and down. So now if you are the meat, you're going to be in the mirror like, oh yeah, no, we are. I just, you know, I have, no, I I'm not that my body. I got to that again. Like, <laughs> you know, your meat might like be the dry. only thing I get. The only thing I could think of is like when, when you see those survivor shows and they have to like, uh, whatever, do their their own pee to drink it. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh, typically man. that type of thing where they have to use their own their own body. Sure. So if it was my last option and li to live, then sure I'd do it. Yeah. So you wouldn't just say I'm going to give up. Oh, I wouldn't even admit that. I'm, I'm, do I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about the preparation. What kind of seasoning would be good on me? Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Snook said, I got that good meat. I just want to know how I need to it myself. She's not concerned at all. I'm dead. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm Paul, dead. I'm saying, I'm just saying, Paul, all right, maybe we can next time we'll delve a little bit more. Maybe if you find and look into it, you can have a little bit more for us. Cause I'm just really, I'm really just like under, not understanding. I understand people want to be vegan <laughs> and pescatarian We've and gone too far. you know, vegetarian, but 
it beyond me, but we're going. Was there anything way. about doctors in this article? Actually, I didn't see that, but I'm pretty sure that's who they're trying to convince that it's not cannibalism. <laughs> it's probably the right doctor. I know yeah. that we're yeah. having. Yeah. You know, uh, the good thing about a critical thinker is that they look and look and see where the source is from the information they're reading. And so that might not have been science-based. It's a lot of conspiracy oh, stuff. We don't stuff. fact check on here. We don't have to fact oh. check on <laughs> I mean, if, if, if we, we do go by, if we this do is go the by, disclaimer, right? Yeah, this is a disclaimer right now. Episode one. Don't fact check me. Fact check TV. okay? because we we, you know, we're fun and games. I need you guys to understand that Paul really might be serious that he would eat himself. I am not eating myself. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) This wording is a little strange, but yeah, (laughs) I'm telling you right now and I'm healthy. I'm going to say I did find this on some pretty reputable sites. It's on Fox News. It was on CNN. So it's oh, been out there. Yeah. It's been out there. So it's not oh, like God. I PC was. It's been out there. So it's a couple of big sites that have been talking. So this must be gaining enough attention that they feel like it needs to be brought to the world. I'm going to tell you what. How you found After the show, <laughs> we're going to need to have a conversation. I'm going to tell you what. And I'm going to just end it like this. People will not be up in arms about eating themselves, but I'm gonna tell you right now, if they put dog on the menu, it's over. It's over. Moving moving on to remote show and tell. And this is, I mean, again, I'm excited for this. I, I really am. Paul, you need to turn some lights on in there so we can see it better because we want to see what you have to show us. And then you tell us. We don't have yeah, to, we're not I'll guessing. Better. Show and tell. How better lighting next week? You'll have better lighting next week, but this week I do have now, a ring light. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, we've only been planning to film this episode. I just haven't looked. I think it's in this bag. I just don't feel like looking in it. <laughs> can you look? At, can you look and find your show and tell item? Can yeah. You All right, you guys ready? Yeah, we're ready. I'm ready. Uh, we're we telling you what it is. And it's showing. No, we need no, we're not guessing. No, 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 we're not guessing. No, 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 no guessing. All right, <laughs> so this. I'm ready. This is. So this is a Renee Montgomery rookie card. What? And it's like, I'm pretty sure it's the only one listed on the website. What? So I would say it's a, I would say it's a one of one and it's graded number. It's graded 10. What? what does that mean? Tell me what's that mean? That's the best for pristine condition. Gem, gem mint. Whoa. Oh, wow. This is a That's cool. One. That's cool. Where did you find that at? Like, where what website was that on? It was just like on a website eBay. on to eBay. eBay? Yeah. Oh, I, Renee? wow! And you know, it's very like, interesting. Guess where it was at? Guess where it was at? You said eBay. Guess where it was at? Where? Where? West Virginia. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Paul, this show is dollar amount on that. Say it. Well, yeah, I had to pay for it, so there was a dollar amount. <laughs> and then this one, this one's the 2021. Uh, Renee, like, did you know you were in circulation like this? I did. Did you see this, this before? Did you see the 2021 yet? I have no. not, and we can't even see it now because of the camera. So you guys, we're actually going to lay something over so you guys can see it. So take a well, good photo. I'll of send it you all. a real picture. So yeah. this one's one of 25, but okay, there's also one on eBay, the new one, 2020. Uh-huh. It's one of one. It's a black one. So Wait, how I much? I got a black card. 
Yeah, it's one of one though. It's like it's the exact same card, but it's just like blacked out. Well, this no, like black. So this is very bizarre. So, it just made so wait, me so wait, so so now you guys could guess how much you think that. All right, one, how much you think I paid for this, and then two, you could guess how much you think the one of one is is they're trying to get for it. Oh my goodness. Um, Two fifty for the one of one. How much you paid for the first one? I'm gonna guess fifty dollars. I was gonna say fifty two for the first one. I say fifty for the newest one. I say about I say one seventy five. Look, do you have any guesses? What's up? <laughs> oh, I well for the first one I'll say three hundred, and for the second one five hundred. Oh, look how my, oh, look how my book, of book of values me. Values her baby girl. Okay. Yes. No, okay, so for the bad news to her. All right. So for this one, I think the guy was trying to sell it for like 110. Oh, okay. I got it. I, I got it. I got it down to 70 though. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then the, the, the one of one black one is uh, the guy's trying to sell it for uh three hundred eighty. 380 Renee do you didn't know you was a circulation like this Listen. how do you not know this Listen. I would have been out there trying to get some cards what are you doing so now, that's why she's going to hit up her panini connect and she's going to get a box oh that's oh. what you were hinting at via text so let me just tell you guys how our text messages go Paul, Paul is very mysterious so he was like <laughs> yeah for, for my show and tell all right so after you see my show and tell then you got to hit the people up and I'm like, what? I don't even know what your show and tell is going to be. He's like, no, you'll get it. But once we, once I show you, then you got to hit him up. You got to get the goods. And I'm like, okay, Paul. So now I get it. Yeah, Panini. Hello, somebody. I don't know if it works like that, though, because like, what can they send me? Because if they've already numbered everything, can they send me no, like, no no, 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 they send you a box of the, of the WNBA cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Panini cool. come through. What's good? You can do that easy. I know Panini. I know that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I just realized. Oh, okay, I so the other are. the other fact, the other fact, this is the first year they made the WNBA like the actual ones that look like the NBA ones. So wow. now they're more valuable. Yes, so Panini. Going... Yes, so, Panini. Yeah. Come through for showing love to the W. Also, when I was on the yes. panel with the owner, now I just remembered a fact. When I was on the panel with the owner, they were telling me about how they just started doing the WNBA cards and everything, and they're doing numbers. So just to throw it out there, they started to bet on women, and they are doing numbers. Moving on to remotely ranting, where, hello, somebody. We're not ranting. We are remotely ranting, kind of just getting some stuff off our chest. My sister, yeah. Cole, is so articulate. I just want to let Cole, the floor is yours. Tell me what you're, tell me what you have to talk about today. Okay, so our house is a big football house. <laughs> and so every week we're looking forward to Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday night football. So I'm wondering, do these football teams have the vaccine or the cure for COVID? Because they're moving these games. They're moving it from Sunday, from Saturday, I'll be sorry, from Thursday to Sunday. What is happening in two days that you could have the game on the Thursday? I think that they secretly have either a vaccine or a cure because I don't know how many people are getting cured between Thursday and Sunday with all I'm these games you, moving. I'm going to tell you what, Cole, I, that is a great rant. 
I think that nothing's happening between Thursday and Sunday. <laughs> That's going to be my, I think that there's players now, you know, we just, there's, there's a player, I can't remember his name, but he's actually struggling in a sense of he got COVID. Now he has heart conditions and he, he can't play the whole season place for the Buffalo bills. I forget the, the man's name. Let's even take a cam Newton. You know, he got COVID and after he got COVID, a lot of people were talking about how he's not playing very well. Hello, he got COVID. He got COVID. So why are we acting like these two days are are letting these teams rest and prepare or whatever they're doing between Thursday and Sunday or Sunday and Thursday? We're just, the the, the days, I don't understand the days. So my rant is, what are we doing? Like, what's happening? That's what's happening. (laughs) Why? What is happening with football? What did you say, Paul? I said money's happening. That's what's happening. I was just about to say. Why move it? So you have to move it. Let me just tell you, this is all a money game. So you have to move it so that you have those certain amount of days that they tested negative. You know, so it's it's literally a numbers game. They let's even take UConn, for instance. UConn women's basketball had to put everything on pause for because somebody tested positive. They know to the exact date what games they're going to come back. So they said they're going to miss the classic in the beginning. They had like a a bubble mania game going on where they were going to have games all at, I think it was Mohegan actually. Right. So basically it's the two week period that you have to quarantine, do all of that. They just start the games up back then for, for the players. It's okay. Is it enough time for you to get that negative test in? So as soon as you. I would say that, I would say that, but if you can't announce on Monday that somebody got COVID and then move the Thursday game to Sunday and want everybody in the world to believe that them three days is going to be enough for that person. The show must go on. And the NFL is going to finish this season at all costs. I, I'm, I'm just curious for college sports. Honestly, I don't know where they're going to go with this because it's like, it's, I mean, we can't have grown professionals that are getting paid a lot of millions of dollars and not saying that the professionals are doing something wrong, but they're still catching it with all the money, all the precautions, all the safety. So how are we going to keep the college students safe? I just don't see it. But listen, I digress. I have a rant of my own and it involves free agency. Okay. Okay. So everybody, I've talked about this before, but I want to go into a little bit more depth. A lot of people get really, really upset when a player leaves a, a team or a franchise. They're so mad. They don't understand it. Why? We've been so loyal to you. We're your biggest fans. What are you doing? What do you mean? What is he doing? He's making the best decision for him. The reason that I preface that is because now in free agency, when you see all this movement, I mean, it's 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 tough to watch because you have people like a Kelly Oubre. He was at the facility, the Suns facility, when he found out he was traded. How did he find out he was traded? It wasn't he was at the facility to get traded and they were bringing him in to talk to him about it. He had just finished a workout. He said after he finished the workout, he started looking around and everybody was looking at him weird. And he's like, wait, why is everybody looking at me weird? And then somebody told him to check Twitter. Huh? What? You mean to tell me that fans, teams, businesses, owners – 
want to be upset about a James Harden that wants to go somewhere else because he doesn't agree with what his owner is doing. But then on the same, in the same breath, you got a Kelly Oubre who found out he was traded after working out in the facility, not by his manager, not by his agent, not by his team from Twitter. No, no, no. He's not the only one. Uh, when Kyrie Irving was traded by the Cavs to the Celtics, he had, he was shocked, but he was excited. You know, he wanted to leave. He wanted to move, but it's the way people are finding out. Derrick Rose. Now, everybody knows Derrick Rose's struggles, just his whole story. He was filming a documentary, and this is wild. It's like you can go Google the footage. He was filming a documentary when he found out he was traded. He cried, just so you guys know. And it was all caught on camera because, again, he was filming a documentary. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different stories about that. I mean, I have a story about that. I got traded while having salmonella poisoning. So I was in Seattle, not practicing with the team. Actually, Snooka Booker was there. Diddy was there. My aunties were there. They were out and about. I'm sick in the house. They were out and about enjoying the city of Seattle. And I mean, I'm so happy they were doing that because when they got back, I had to let them know what happened while they were gone when I was supposed to be in bed the whole time. So what happened was... I get a knock on the door. I wasn't answering my phone because again, I'm sick in bed. Like when I tell you sick, I'm sick, sick. Like that, that weird sick that like, should I go to the hospital sick? I was that type of sick. They, the team knew, which is why they told me and another one of my teammates, Jenna O'Hay, who got as sick as me, we ate the same thing. So they, they told us both, just stay home from practice, get yourself together. So when I get a knock on my door, I'm confused to why one of the interns is asking me to come to the gym. I go to the gym and I, I told them first when the intern came, I was like, no, 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 I'm good, man. Coach knows, like, I, I can't do nothing. They're like, no, no, coach said you need to come. Okay, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, this is serious. Let me find out. Let me, uh, what's going on? This is serious. <laughs> so I go, I go in and they drive me, of course. So I drag my bones in the car because again, I'm telling you guys, it is as bad as it sounds. Salmonella is as bad as it sounds. I drag myself to the car. I get to the gym. It's awkward. The team is there. They're practicing. Everybody watches me walk in. And then, you know, I get, I talk to the coach. She tells me, you know, like the normal spill, you know, Renee, we love you. Good energy. But um, at that time, she was really close with the player that they were trading me for. And she said, I've been wanting to get this player. So this is how it had to be. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, I mean, there's nothing you say as a player other than thank you for, you know, telling me proud to be a part of this organization. Okay, I'm out. Snook and them get home. They're on cloud nine. They just got done riding the ducks. Snook probably spent a gazillion dollars shopping. She probably hit it off from Diddy because that's what she does. And and they're just <laughs> excited as they can be. And I have, to lay, I have to land the news that, all right, you guys, I'm not even going to be playing in the next game that they were supposed to be attending and watching. I had to let them know that I had just been traded. Uh, my coach, my new coach, Cheryl Reeve, calls me excited, and that's exciting other than the fact that I'm sick as a dog. And I tell her, hey, Coach Reeve, you know, I'm really sick. And she's like, I don't care. Get your butt on the flight. We need you for the next game. And I'm like, ooh, Lord. Okay. So my story, <laughs> my story, while it's not like theirs, it's difficult because in the mine was in the middle of a season. Like, I had to literally switch cities. I had to pack up everything. This is a city I don't even live in. I just had to move into this city three months ago. The w- you didn't pack up anything. I didn't pack up anything. So this is why it's a blessing in disguise. So you know how I told you my aunties was there, my Snook and Diddy were there. 
I was too sick to pack up anything. So I just got on the flight. Just me and my backpack went to Minnesota. And even, uh, oh man, um, one of the coaches there shouts to Shelly P. She ain't really want to get too close to me because she's like, we don't know what you got yet. So I'm gonna keep my distance. That's just a side note. But I was on the plane. On the plane, they let, I, I okay, so graphic alert. With salmonella poisoning, your stomach is like shredded and you have to go to the bathroom all the time. I went, I took off in the bathroom. I told him I couldn't get up. So I don't, you know, at first they were waiting and then I told him I'm really sick. I told him before the flight, long story short, I played a game with Salmonella and I was very worried the whole game that I might, an accident might happen. That, so long story short, story time is over, but I just think that teams have to do better. I know that they're going to say things leak the media, but teams keep secrets very well when the agents don't even know that somebody's getting traded. Take a uh, Ricky Rubio where he was like, what? I didn't know I was going to get traded back to Minnesota. My agent just had talked to the team and they told me that I'm not on the chopping blocks. What? I think that there has to be a little bit better transparency. And I don't think that players should find out that they're traded on the internet. Like, I think that's actually absolutely like, ridiculous and you should not do that. That's just a lack of lack of respect it's a yeah. lack of business etiquette it's a lack it's a lack of it's a lack of just decency as far as the person because they are like you said a lot of these players they're uprooting from cities uh, cities states that they i'm never on the west coast there. i don't yeah. even know people I, I didn't even know people there but thank goodness my family was there but the whole point is that if you can make enough time as you're <laughs> finishing the contract I know how you don't want to tell anybody before it's a done deal because then if it gets taken back, now you got a player that's salty. Either way, there should be a grace period where, where it yeah. doesn't hit the waivers and you give the players enough time and the teams enough time to notify each other because that's, I mean, it's just crazy. But again, I digress. Moving along to remote one-on-one. And this is where I go one-on-one -on -one with some of my friends and they could be friends in the entertainment industry they could be friends in the basketball world they could be friends anywhere I got a lot of friends okay they could be activists they could be actors my friend this week is I mean only the world's strongest man what else was he two-time Olympian WWE Hall of Famer I'm talking about Mark Henry my guy check out this one-on-one -on -one. okay so I'm here with the world's strongest man a two-time Olympian WWE Hall of Famer and co-host of Sirius XM's Busted Open. Mark Henry, thank you so much for joining me on the pod. Well, thank okay, you so for having me. To 1992, where you were left angry and shocked because Michael Jordan was disrespectful during an encounter during the Olympics. Can you just walk me through that? Because now hearing the guy you are and the character you have and the no-nonsense, like, can you just walk me through that? Well, I mean... The people sensationalized the negativity of it, but they didn't, you know, say the whole story. The and the, um, the, the way that it happened is I was in the, in the lobby of the hotel with uh, friends of mine that were on the team. And um, Michael, uh, I don't know if you ever met him before, but Michael has a... a like like most stars, uh, uh, kind of an overinflated idea of who they are as mm -hmm. stars. And I, I, I've just been around it too much. And for him to, to come and say, not, hey, how y'all doing? Or, um, hey, man, you, you're obviously not on our team. 
You know, who are you? You know, something like that. Yeah. It was like very arrogant the way that he said, uh, who are you? And I was like, who the hell are you? And, <laughs> you know, at that point, yeah, you bark right people back. started laughing, but I wasn't laughing. <laughs> yeah. And um, me telling him that you're out of line, that you need to watch your mouth, resulted in him going, no, no, I wasn't trying to disrespect you, man. I just wanted to know who you were. And okay. I said, I have an Olympic credential on. Like, you know, you could have got close enough to read it. You know, like uh, the way that you said it. And, and, and we had a discussion about it because I'm not a Neanderthal. I can't communicate. So you had a discussion after the incident happened, like, yeah. and after the fallout, you guys Yeah, I mean, just and... immediately. Like, we're, we're talking now. I'm trying to get people to stop laughing because it wasn't oh. funny. And uh, he was like, look, man, I, I'm the last dude that won't trouble. And he was like, um, you know what, the, um, the All-Star game is coming up after the Olympics. And, you know, my birthday is, is All-Star weekend. So if you want to come, man, I, I'll have my people, you know, send the invitation what? to you. And they but did. And I they went did to for his, real? Yeah, and I went to his birthday, shook his hands, told him happy birthday. And it was over with. See, I love you that. Know, but see, people don't didn't tell the full story. They just made it seem like Michael's an asshole, and uh, I wanted to beat him up. At that moment, I did, but um, <laughs> but that was, was that was just the he way he was a man it. about it. Yeah, and then you guys hashed it out, and he did. He even took it a step further. Like I, you don't even see that part. He even took it a step further, invited you to All Star his birthday, and then y'all hashed it out like men shook hands and was over with. It was over with, and I, I had a good time. That. Yeah, I'm sure you did because I've heard that. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this then because I went to All-Star a couple years, of course, and Jordan's parties are like the most exclusive parties that you can't get in. So what is it like to be in the, like, is it is it all it's cracked up to be? What was that experience like? It was, it was a lot of fun. Like, everybody in there, you you recognize from TV or you recognize that, like, I had never, I had never seen people like Amar Rashad in person before. Yeah. And... You know, it's just like I was like a little kid just walking in and seeing all these stars. <laughs> and go, holy cow, that's so-and-so. And, -so. and um, I, I ended up standing with David Robinson for probably about five minutes talking to him because I knew David from being in San Antonio and I was a basketball fan. And Irvin Johnson was came up and talked to me because he remembered me from the Olympics. And and we sat there and talked and he he couldn't believe that you know, that I, I could dunk and he saw uh Oh, you celebrities. can get up? You can get up back then? Oh, man, I, I had 33-inch vertical, man. I used to do it. And, um, I mean, you, you you don't see many 400-pound dudes that can that can throw it down. But No, that's why I asked, because at, even at a young age, you were 200 pounds. So I knew that by the time we're talking here, yeah, you're definitely at least 300. So that's super impressive. A 33-inch vertical? What? Yeah, the first time that I dunked was in uh, uh, 10th grade. And wow. uh, it was wow. like something that a lot of guys was like, man, do you realize what you're doing? And I'm like, I thought that was just the norm. And the I norm. didn't realize that 300-pound guys didn't dunk. No. And, and you also played football, right? I did. I did. So, just I all around, so you were just like an all-around stud athlete, like just, just the typical athlete that is just – they say, they say the athlete that you, if you throw a ball at it, doesn't matter what ball they throw at you, you probably could play with it. I, I, I would definitely say yes, because I like to pat myself on the back every now and then. <laughs> but 
Um, I, I just, I'm the only person that ever been the world champion in three different sports that have nothing to do with each other. And talk your talk. You're the only person that's ever been a world champion in three different sports. And six-time national championship champion in another sport. I didn't win the world championships in Olympic weightlifting, but um, in Olympic weightlifting, it's not just a, a sport about strength. It's about skill. And the way that guys beat me was they were able to raise their strength equal to mine with having more experience in their technique. So I, I competed against people that cheated. And I, I made a, abundantly clear to the Olympic committee that if they didn't try to fix all of the cheating, that I was not going to do Olympic weightlifting no more. So after 96 Olympics, then I, I just quit the sport. And that's why you quit because of you just felt like people were doing techniques and cheating to try to compete with actual strength. Well, they were taking steroids and blood doping and oh. anything else that you can do. And Thomas Ayan, who was the president of the weightlifting and the U.S. Uh, I mean, the International uh, Weightlifting Federation, like they told me to stop complaining that they were going to kick the sport out of the Olympics. But how could they not be like, are y'all not getting drug tested? Well, we did. The American team, we got drug tested random. Uh, every competition you go yeah. to, you get tested. And there were cases where guys would, they would go to drug test people and mm -hmm. there were no, nobody would be there. Like the, the teams just conveniently came up missing wow. when it was drug testing time. And they and were still two, allowed to compete. Yes. Two of the guys that I competed against in the Olympics that won the Olympics had positive drug tests uh, the year before and was on suspension for a year. So when you're suspended, you don't get tested. Oh, wow. So they were so on they took all the drugs they could take and it was yeah. intentional. And then two or three months before the Olympics or before the world championships, they were allowed to come back and, and compete. And I just they thought detoxed, that was bullshit. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. So especially... It's a very corrupt sport. I'm, I'm sure that there's other corrupt sports out there. And in America, the drug testing has gotten better. You know, we have Americans that are winning medals now and doing really well. But the, the, from what I understand, they're they kicking out people that are holding their face to the fire so they can wow. get back to cheating again. Well, and I mean, that's, in boxing, that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. You know, in boxing, actually, uh, Mike Tyson talked about using a whizinator one time for one of his fights. And that's if people don't know, that's where you basically use urine. A that's prosthetic. Yeah, a prosthetic that has urine. I have to watch your word. You, you <laughs> look like you didn't have the right word. Yes, thank you very much for that alley-oop. That's what I said. Throw it at you, throw it back. But yeah, they had a prosthetic that's not their own urine, and that's how you pass the drug test. So to your point, this is people that have said themselves. This is Mike Tyson saying it himself on his podcast. So that is, it's not, for people that are thinking that this is really uncommon, it's not as uncommon as no, you No, not think. at all. Wow, yeah, you may think. So now I just want to go back, just touch a little bit more on the WWE because WWE has been heavy in the military. You guys visit bases and stuff. What was what was one of your best experiences being involved with the WWE when it came to the military? The tribute to the troops was always the thing that I loved the most. And, and that was Vince McMahon's baby. <laughs> like we would go overseas and not in, um, we didn't go to the places where 
it was safe all the time. Like we went, I've been shot at four or five times and what? we've had guys that, you know, had to do emergency landings and helicopters and Blackhawks because they was taking fire. And we had but guys- But how are they shooting hey, at you guys? Well, because like we were going, we were going to out, far outposts to see guys that haven't seen people in months. Wow. And like we service everybody. Like, so wait, you know, who was shooting the people that you were going to go visit because they didn't know it was you or it was who? No, no, no. This this is was uh, soldiers, Iraqi soldiers were shooting at what? us. And if I could go, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'll go through my phone. It would take too long. But there was a point where we were in, um, we were in Stryker, Camp Stryker in 90, on oh, 2002 or 2003. And the alarms went off and they said that there was insurgents trying to uh, set uh, IEDs. And so they had to go and handle that. And, wow. and then guys came back and they took the alarms, went off and they said, all right, everything's good. Everybody go about your normal work. The next day, they they said that there were like 33 people that got killed. Not not U.S. soldiers, but they killed like 33 people. They were trying to set all these bombs on the highways outside of the fob that we were at. And I was like, Dang. so y'all were in the trenches. Like this ain't just this is not this is not a, a community WBA cares type. Just build a cup, put a couple nails in. Y'all were really no. doing no, community we, we, work. We did it. We did it big. And what? Um, I mean, there, there's a hundred stories of stuff that happened, but for the most part, it was all positive. And I didn't mind putting my life at risk for our soldiers. Like, I mean, the, the least that I could do is put myself in harm's way for why they're putting themselves in harm's way for us. Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer. Thank you so much for coming on Remotely Renee. Okay, so if you didn't know that, I mean, it's really crazy the stories that happen to athletes. I mean, for Mark Henry to be a WWE superstar, but they're also getting on flights, flying overseas and doing different things like that. What? I mean, to, for the military, love it. Mark, incredible. I think you're going to have to be our hero in real life one time, but Again, Paul, what day, what day are we releasing the full interview? Because we will release the full interview. It was amazing, but we'll release the full one. But what day are we releasing uh, episode 1.5? Thursdays. Thursdays. So the full interviews, we don't play the full interviews on the show, but we want you guys to hear the full interview. So we'll release those every Thursday. We come out on Tuesdays. Full interviews come out on Thursdays. Moving along to, listen, I like to play games, okay? So we have a thing called remote riddles. Actually, I don't know if we're going to call it remote riddles or Renee's riddles. So TBD, you'll see when you see it. But the new Xbox is coming out. We all know that. Why can't we get it? First of all, Paul, have you got mine yet? No. We can't get it. This is really crazy. Like, I, like at this point, I'm getting very frustrated with things that we can't get. Like, we can't get the newest shoe releases. We can't get the games now. We can't, like, we can't. But that's why you want them. Huh? I said, but that's why you want them. That's not why doing, I want it. I don't it. want any of the well, shoes. Yeah. I want them as presents. So I have a 13-year-old that <laughs> loves Xbox. Like, yeah. like, how can the parents get presents if we can't even... Kids talking about some, oh, I want the new Xbox. I want the new Jordans. 
can't get them, baby. The bots already got everything. Oh my I don't goodness. Know it's so on. ridiculous. I don't even know why they do this to people. This is just, it's horrible. How many, you know how many people hit me up about getting them an Xbox or a PlayStation? Oh my goodness. Is this you, not crazy? We're not talking about like, this is like a $400 purchase that we're talking about getting people yeah. to come do. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It, and I've, it takes me back to when my older ones, when Xbox 360 came out, it was the same thing. When PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, all those came out, it, it creates this frenzy, this madness. And these places know they need to have about 25, 35, 45, 55 warehouses full of them. Cause you know everybody wants them. Why we do y'all have these them. pockets of releasing them? It's just terrible. They can't blame. They can't, they can't blame Corona either. Right? You can't blame Corona. Like this is getting crazy. This is getting crazy. Like I don't understand. You know, they got them on. You know where else they got them on right now? They got them on StockX, like the sneaker website. And see, I'm I'm kind of one of those people who I don't buy. It's like I don't buy food at a shoe shop. I buy electronics in electronics places, Walmart, Target, like, you know, Best Buy, uh, some places that have, no yeah, I don't go to these like off-brand sites because I'm always afraid it's going to be a scam. So Same. I want to buy- I'm afraid that the next thing you know, that somebody else is going to be running around with five Xboxes and I paid for them and they're going to be the ones to find them. There you go. And all of a sudden I'm going to look on there, a purchase and they going to, it's going to be the hackers that found them and bought them with my card. No. Yes, with your Damn. card. I said all that literally just to say, we don't have the new Xbox, okay? We can't get it. But we want to do a giveaway. Our giveaway is going to be, you know how everybody does a giveaway. You comment, done, after you rate and review. So once you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, you don't comment, done here. Because we like to be a little bit more fun than that. To win this right here, you need to rate, review, and then under at Remotely Renee's last post, you'll see it. You need to write the answer to this riddle. They're going to tell you the answer if they know it. I don't know if they know it, but the riddle is, let's see here. You guys already know this one, but. Oh, are y'all got y'all's, no, this one doesn't count. You guys can't guess on this. Look, they got their stuff ready. Actually, let me get y'all a new one because they are ready. Let me get y'all one y'all don't know. Because I like, I like this. Okay, so I was going to use the one that you guys already know, but let's not do that. Now let's do something new. Go. I get these from Junior, by the way. So a 13-year-old does this. Those are usually the ones that stump the adults. <laughs> Facts. All right, this is just gonna be okay. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, because I already did the one about the survivors, right? Yes. Yes. I, I don't know why I really did the the real ones. Y'all are just gonna have to. Okay, sorry guys. It's just gonna be a competition, I guess. Who writes the first? The riddle is: you comment the answer under at remotely Renee's last post. The question, the riddle is, what do you own, but people use it more than you? Cole is the winner. That is the correct answer. I'm not even going to say it. I just said I'm not going to find a new one. I just, they don't know it. Look, they mad. I'm sorry, too lit crew. Look, I'm sorry, too live crew. The answer is what they wrote on the boards. 
what do you own but people use it more than you comment that after you rate review and subscribe okay moving on to remote reviews and i'm excited okay i'm excited because since it's my birthday i had them watch one of my favorite movies we're think book club for tv shows and movies that's what we're going to do here so for the first one that we're going to review and it's not the queen's gambit even though they did 62 million the most ever for a Netflix limited series. So the Queen's Gambit, they did numbers, long story short. So we'll review that at a certain point. Today, we are reviewing Love Actually because it's already Christmas time. It's in the Christmas spirit. It's one of my favorite movies. Did you guys watch it? I did. I know Snook watched it today as a buzzer beater. Paul, did you watch it? I saw it before. Yeah, but you said you were going to review it and watch it again so you would know the details. Did you do your homework? Yeah, I watched it before, so. <laughs> okay. Anyways, well, let's start with Paul. VP, what did you think of one of my favorite movies, Love Actually? Uh, it's all right. It's not my type of movie. Oh, my goodness. I knew it. Paul, do you believe in love? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's, that could be a whole podcast. All <laughs> <is> <laughs> I, I don't think, see, we got to, you know what? We need to start a dating show for Paul on here too. We need to like, let's date Paul or something too. He's like the most eligible bachelor, but whatever. Paul's not going to like any of the romantic comedies. I don't think. Do you like rom-coms, Paul? Uh, can't think of any, any romantic comedies I like. Exactly. <laughs> I rest my case. Moving on, Cole, what did, did you, what did you think about love actually? I actually thought I loved it. Yes, I, like it's I a good a, movie. It's a good movie, but I'm also one of the. I love cheesy, Same. Christmassy. Same. I just think it should have all the feels. It shouldn't have any real like drama. Like the worst thing that could happen is you miss they, a flight. A little argument. Yeah, and then they get back together, and then everything should be like peaches and cream. And I think that's every rom com we should have. Everyone. Everyone and that one was a, the epitome of one, and I loved it. And I'm anymore, I'm ready for him. Checks in the mail, perfect. Snook, what's <laughs> up? Snook, what's up? Okay, well, as uh, you uh, everyone know, I did watch it today, and it is like a 2013 or 2014 movie that I'm just now seeing in 2020. But I liked it. Uh, the what I took from the movie then, these times, especially where we can't interact and be with the people we love that that love actually it, it kind of really fit the mood for this particular come on snookabooker and uh you know although some of the scenes were a little bit more than you know someone my age or <laughs> someone who's not like like paul who doesn't like that uh, but um the music the soundtrack the music was great yes, it, oh, yeah. you, you know yeah. i could uh, listen to the soundtrack of the movie again if yeah. i sing movie so I kind of like it. it in uh, my body it's gonna be one of my cooking movies so I like to have movies on while I'm cooking and yes. I like things that are like upbeat and don't really have any you know nothing serious so it's going to be one of my cooking movies I think this is a hidden gem so you guys are welcome love actually for the Christmas feels let me tell you what I like about the movie the little boy taught himself a whole skill drums 
to get his girl. I think that's dope. Uh, Hugh Grant, who was the prime minister at the time, he said, knuck if you yep. buck to Billy Joe Bob, whoever was our American president. Hilarious to me. Um, the videographer. OK, that was a little bit weird. All right. That the videographer was the best friend of the groom, but was in love with the bride and then went to the house <laughs> on Christmas night. There's some drama for you. Yeah. What? And then. Okay, is the wedding off? They need to get a divorce. She gave him a kiss. I think that was weird, but I mean, I guess everybody needs a little love on Christmas. That was a little bit weird. <laughs> and last but not least, the thing that I really thought was dope was because I could kind of see myself in it was the manager and the artist who had the song, the hit song where he just changed one word to Christmas. And, and instead of going to the lit A-lister party where he could probably be the biggest rock and roll star again, he spent it with his manager. VP, yes. I would do that for you. I know you don't believe in love and you, you know, Scrooge. <laughs> I'm telling you, Scrooge, I would stay with you on the holidays if we were in that scenario. So, yeah, I listen, it's a good movie. And if you make Paul nervous, I, Paul, I, I make Paul nervous all the time. I think he never knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> but I'm just saying for remote reviews, if you're looking for a good Christmas movie that gives you all the feels, has all the love, all that stuff that you like. That's it. You're welcome. You, You're welcome. You made, the movie sound, you made the movie sound even worse now. <laughs> Do y'all see what I'm saying? How? Because when oh. you were like, oh, that was a little weird. That was a little weird too. But no, but the, the, the manager that's part that's wasn't weird. Drama. No, 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 not that. No, the other two things that you said. Oh, the oh. best friend that liked uh, his friend best friend's other, wife. Like well, you know, like, that, first of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on in real life. So while it's weird, I'm sure that that's not the most far fetched thing. I just thought it was weird. Say it, Snook. What'd you say? I said since it's been going on since the beginning of time. What about <laughs> David and Bathsheba and all that? Come know? on, you better take it to the church. You better. Yeah. There's there was cheating even in the Bible. So again, I don't know if that was cheating, but you know you got to add a little drama in there. And Snookabooka, since you since you chimed in, that brings us to remote roots. And the reason we call that is because Snookabooka, she's gonna culture you guys on stories about me, stories your her grandmother never never told you. I mean, Snook has a lot of knowledge in that head. She's a forty year wife and counting, three time mom, seven time grandma, bachelor's in a social work. Minor in criminal justice, masters in counseling, counsel us, Snookabooka. What you talking about today? Just so you guys can can get a feel. She is why I am the way I am, Snookabooka. What you talking about today? Well, since it's your birthday, I was I've been reminiscing and trying to think of some some good Renee stories. Uh, your sisters probably have a lot more than than I do, but. Uh, Renee has always been a prankster and uh, I think it's a lot of that for me that's another thing that she gets from me is she likes to prank so at any rate she's always trying to get me and her dad and other family members or whatever but one of the funniest stories was one of her AAU trips down to um, what was the place in North Carolina um, I can't think of the name exactly but at any rate her and her AAU team was staying in this dormitory with a lot of other teams. And because they were in junior high, they put tape on the door to make sure the girls didn't leave the room after curfew. 
And so Renee and them were a little loud or whatever. So security had came to tell them that they needed to, you know, settle down a little bit and go to bed or whatever. So they didn't pay any attention. And so uh, they were making noise. And so they heard the security guard put the keys to the door so they hid in the bolsters for the bed. And so the security guard comes in. And so he knows they're in the room because the tape is on the door, but there's nobody in the room. And so he says, what the? And he goes over to the window and they're like on the third or fourth floor. <laughs> uh, but he looks out the window to see if they jumped out the window or whatever. I know if we did that, that would be wild. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. And so then he goes and he leaves, but he didn't even lock the door. He just left the door wide open because he was going to find somebody. <laughs> freedom, so freedom. So he left the door open. If you guys recall, they taped this in the rooms. If y'all missed that part, they, they locked us in the rooms. <laughs> And he opened it wide open for us. Right. And so then when the coach comes back, Renee and him are in the bed pretending to be asleep. And so the security guard says, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> they were here a minute ago. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. how we do. Okay. That's Renee's pranks. Some race yeah. pranks, some of them funny. Like, oh, some of them just... yes, Cole. Tell them how I pranked. This one was not, I mean, this one that I did to Cole was actually not a good prank. But Cole, tell them what I did with you when I was in, oh, this is when I was in Australia. Australia. So, you know, we have seen all these crazy pictures of all these crazy creatures and critters in Australia. So Renee has called me, well, no, not Renee. Her friend has called me from Australia. I get this My call teammate. and teammates calling and they call from Renee's phone, which is why I even picked up. Australian accent and all. Oh, so she's a doctor. And that Renee's been bitten by this deadly spider and that she may not make it in what in all this other stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the phone. I literally was driving and I pull over and I'm just sitting and I'm like holding on to the steering wheel, like, what, what, what are, what are you talking about? They're like, well, we don't know. And we might not be able to get this anecdote. I said, well, y'all need to get somebody <laughs> over there and figure out what's going to happen because I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. It's like, do I call mom and dad? Like, I need to talk to a doctor. Like, where's the doctor? She's telling me, we just don't know. And it's a bad bite. And she got the full venom. And I'm in here. I'm literally holding on to the steering wheel with white knuckled, like, what in the world is going on? So then all of a sudden it goes on and on and on. I'm trying to figure out, should I get on a plane? I need to get on the internet. I need to turn around, speed back home. I was like, well, y'all gotta do something. Y'all got her over there. Where is the, who is the doctor in charge? And then all of a sudden she yeah. said, oh, I can't keep it up. And she starts busting out laughing. I started Everybody to feel bad. I, I started to feel, so in hindsight, that's actually not a funny prank, but let me tell you how the prank, it, it's funny to me because I know my family, you guys don't know this, but I'm the baby of the family. So when I tell the Absolutely. family anything, everyone goes crazy. It doesn't matter what it is. Like everyone's up in arms and they're ready to roll. So I always think, let me just prank them. What really happened was I got bit by a poisonous spider for real. Like I actually got bit by a poisonous spider in Australia. There's the photo right there. You'll see it. My legs swole up huge. I actually really did have to go to the doctor. Once I knew that I was actually going to be okay, then I thought... <laughs> This would have been interesting. This is, yeah, once I knew I was okay, I thought, hmm, this is a funny scenario because like what in the world? Only I would get bit by a poisonous spider overseas in Australia. And so, yeah, I'm going to pray. The reason I didn't do it to Snook is I didn't want her to have a heart attack. She got high blood pressure. I didn't want to do that to my Snookabooka. 
I think Shay, my other sister Shay is a doctor. So Shay would have probably been like, what medication? And she would have asked way too many questions and the joke would right. not have been funny. But Cole but was, was a prime suspect. And boy, did I take advantage? We had the doctor telling her my prognosis. And again, in hindsight, as an adult, adult, that's not a good prank, but that's what you do to your First family. Of all, I want to know who the doctor was as we well working on it. Y'all bought her all the way over there. Somebody needs to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Fix so and also and another thing was about getting bit by a poison spider that I didn't know. You're not allowed to work out because if you work out, it circulates the blood, which circulates the poison. So she I told, actually and she told me that they had her at practice and that because she had practiced after getting bit, it went through her system. And then that's when I kind of went off. I was like, well, y'all did this. Y'all need to <laughs> yeah so you know in hindsight it's not it's like really not that funny but if it's a prank show and if you could imagine watching how crazy my sister was sounding on the phone and we had to like mute it because I was laughing so hard I'm sorry Cole you know I love y'all anyways moving on moving on moving on to this is probably going to be one of my favorite things because I like games so we're going to play a game and I like to give people roses aka show a lot of love to people doing a lot of things that are good out here so I'm going to call it remote roses where we toss you some mo- some roses remotely. I'm going to give out three roses, AKA three clues. They got their boards ready to go. They have to guess who I'm talking about. You may know who I'm talking about for <laughs> them. I have a bone. I think I have a bonus hint too. Let me see. Oh, actually I'm giving out five roses because this person, they got a lot of good stuff going on. Okay. okay. So are you guys ready? Absolutely. Let's go. All right, hint number one. This student body president was publishing books in the romance genre in the early 2000s as a creative outlet. Of course you can't guess <coughs> on number one. Number two, there's a documentary titled All In that's centered around this person. <coughs> Is these coughs on cue? What's going on here? <laughs> hint number three. <laughs> right you, you don't need to be coughing like that and you know what i mean like you gotta have to mute yourself if you coughing like that i don't you know what i'm saying i don't want to start no rumors hint number three <laughs> do you need water? Well, you some water yeah excuse me no, you can't just leave snuff this is a show hint number three <laughs> this scholar attended an hbcu spellman to be exact where they graduated magna cum laude in 1995 and after they got a law degree and after that they got a law degree from an ivy league school yale no no takers yet no takers hint number four. Oh, i see some writers michelle kamala harris two incorrect answers hint number four <laughs> oh, okay this Girl Scout took part in registering 800,000 new votes oh. in Georgia. <laughs> oh. I, look, Snook got it first. Are we, is this uh. what we doing? Is this what we doing though? Snook says Stacy. 
Hold on back up there. Hold on. You gotta say the whole thing. No, Ma, you can't win like that now. Come on now. You gotta say the whole thing. Stacy could be anybody. Paul saw y'all's answers and he's writing now. That is the correct answer. Stacey Abrams is the correct answer. I don't know what to think about Stuck writing Stacy. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure Cole gets the point. Let me figure out the last. Let me tell you. Oh, shouts to Paulino wearing the shirt today. I see you. Um, hint number five. I was gonna say when they go low, she goes cool. high, and I she announced that she was at first, and then you said the Girl Scout. Yeah, I know, but you see how I can't. I was those are real things about her, so I wanted people to know all the amazing things that are Stacey Abrams, not just the eight hundred thousand new votes that she registered. I mean, first of all, did you guys know that she was writing romance novels? No. And now I got to find out which one she was writing. I got to see what's going on. And did you know she was the attorney for the Atlanta Dream before running for governor? I did. And did you know that she's running for governor in Georgia of Georgia in 2022? So if you guys listen, yeah. if you guys want to donate now, do it. I'm just saying, yep. gear up for 2022. When they go low. We go high. Listen, you guys, I had a lot of fun on my birthday. I thank you guys for watching, joining in. We're going to talk about a lot on here. There's going to be a lot of storytelling. My two live crew are going to be here every time. That's all right. That's all right. We're going to be turned. If you guys have things that you want us to talk about, topics that you want us to, to hear what we have to say, let us know. Comment under a post. Tell us what's going on. We want to talk about what you're talking about because we... Wait, let me let me do that again. You are. I was gonna ask you. Go. I was gonna ask you. Are you really quick? You go about to do that again, but are you gonna do the um, cupcake? Oh, I don't have a cupcake. Oh, that's right. You don't. Okay. No, it's fine. I but tell I'm you, I I already. I, I already ate one, so I could tell you how it was. Oh my God. So let me just. All right. So listen, as we're about to log off, I really enjoyed the first. So let me just tell you guys this is a backstory. We wanted to have, we have a thing called distant dining that we're going to do where we try different foods and Snook's going to cook us stuff. I'm sure things that Paulino has never tried before. One of those things is hummingbird cake. And for my birthday, we were going to have it on the show. Uh, it was one of my favorite childhood like dessert so snookabooka fooling with the mail system snook actually believes the mail system so you know you gotta charge it, to, <laughs> charge it you gotta yeah charge it to her to her mind not her heart in a sense of right when snook oh she got hers so you got okay so snook got her cupcake is if y'all don't see snook show it to them so they can see what it looks like show it to me so i can see oh it was so pretty somebody the, come look at this so snookabooka <laughs> was supposed to overnight us some cupcakes on monday she got to the post office and it was expensive. And my family, we're frugal around here. We don't just throw away money. So Snook informs me that she sent it today, that it should get here just in time for the filming. At that moment, I knew I would not have those cupcakes here for the show. I threw a mini tantrum. I said, Snook, a book, why would you send it today? And she said, they said it'll get there. I said, are we talking about the same post office that didn't want to go back and even get the votes? You think they're going to get my cupcakes here in time for my <laughs> birthday? The answer was no. But something strange happened along the way. Snook sent three boxes out. One arrived. My VP has my cupcakes. 
Paul, can you tell me how you enjoy my, can you tell me how the cupcakes were? Like, you know, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I got the, actually I got it right after I ate lunch. So I was like, I uh, opened it and I was like, I'm going to eat one. I, and there's two of them. So I was like, I'm going to eat one. So wait, so you I think it's Actually, I thought it was banana bread at first. Oh, do you, do you <laughs> think it tastes like banana bread? Sort of. Okay, but first of no, all, like you it. weren't supposed to eat it after lunch. You were supposed to eat it with us on the show. That was <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we agreed that we weren't going to eat on camera. Yeah, we, oh, eat yeah. On- we don't know how to feel about eating on camera, so we're going to have to just... I was going to eat mine on camera. I'm not going to lie. I, I was going to eat mine. Um, well, then there was two. That's why I was like, I'll just eat when I got that. Oh, no, so. that's not how tasting goes. You don't you do not do a taste <laughs> tester and taste it before the taste testing and then tell us, like, at, no, 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 no. That, he, he, I told you, Snook, that he was waiting on that cupcake. But long story short, we were supposed to have cupcakes for my birthday. It doesn't matter because when them things get here, I'm going to tear them up. They're called hummingbird cakes. Hummingbird cakes, Snookabooka. I, you know, Snook does this thing called cook with Snook because she's that good. So she'll be cooking us some stuff from time to time. You guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming through on our first episode. We're getting the kinks out. We're figuring things out. I was late for the filming because I was trying to get this set up together. It's not easy putting on a show. So please, you guys support us. Follow us. Give me some momentum in the rates, the reviews. If you want the Xbox, I don't have that new joint. So if somebody got the plug, let me know. Christmas is around the corner. I need an Xbox not a PlayStation. My little man doesn't play PlayStation, but if y'all got the hookup on the new ones, let me know. But if you want this one, rate, review, subscribe, write the answer to what do you own, but people use more than you on the last remotely post. Come on, we're trying to give away. We're trying to do something for Christmas. I wanted to do something nice for people for Christmas. We'll pick the winner on December 15th so that it can get to you in time for Christmas to be a Christmas present if you want. Parents, I wanted to do a cool giveaway. Couldn't get the new Xbox. My bad. But again, thank you guys for joining where we connect weekly while being remote. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.